You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brett McMillan. Well, hello and welcome. July 10th edition of the program, Cardinals Insider. My name is Brett McMillan, with you as always, and we've got a special guest today, Alex Ferrario from X Radio and the Cardinals Radio Network is in because we're talking walk-offs, and Alex has been part of the broadcast for more than a few. Alex, buddy, how you doing? I am great, Brett, and there's no better topic to talk about than walk-offs this season. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing, really, seven of them, and granted, as we record this, which is, uh, what is it, the 5th of July, so yeah. a couple days before it comes out, there hasn't been one in a couple of weeks, but hey, still, seven is a big number. And uh, candidly, in a season where I know there has been uh, some adversity, I'm going to term it that way, I think yeah. that the walk-offs have been a, a, high sp- a high point rather for the Cardinals for most of the season. So basically what we're going to do is there's seven of them. We're just going to roll them out. Sometimes you're going to hear Mike Shannon, John Rooney, Dan McLaughlin. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the call. Mm. Maybe we'll talk about the uh, what's surrounding, you know, the circumstances, if Alex was working the game. Maybe we'll chase some tangents because it's a podcast and we <laughs> you can always do that. Do. Yeah, it's it's the best yeah. part of, of this median. Uh, so that's kind of the, the game plan. But before we do that, I want to remind you that on Saturday, July the 14th, 30,000 fans 16 and older are taking home a limited edition bobblehead celebrating Adam Wainwright's 2017 Silver Slugger Award. That is courtesy of SSM Health, Cardinal Glennon's Children's Hospital. You can check out tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. Again, it's 30,000 fans, 16 and older, but I am told 200 of those are going to be painted silver. So maybe you're one of the lucky folks that comes through and gets one of those. So is it like the uh, Carlos Martinez mystery bobblehead? It's the mystery Adam Wainwright, if you're getting the silver one or not? you got to pop it open and, and see which one. That, we've done a lot more of that recently, and I think it's kind of fun. The I mystery enjoy managers. the mystery one. Yeah, the I mystery ones create more interest. I'll, I'll, I really sidetrack on this one because it is a podcast. When they did the mystery jerseys, that was so entertaining for me because just looking around and seeing the different names around the stadium, yep. I love that. I love the mystery giveaways. I did too, and uh, that'll be a fun one July the 14th. See if you get the silver Adam Wainwright or the regular one. I've seen the bobblehead. It actually is pretty cool. No and, fighting uh, over the silver one. No fighting <laughs> over the silver one. Just Only be- 200 yes. of them. you got to find somebody that's actually got it. <laughs> Well, hey, let's get right to it. Uh, again, it's just been a, a year full of walk-offs. I, I thought about maybe shooting an email to the folks at Elias Sports Bureau and just figuring out how this stacks up. I didn't get a chance to do that, mm-hmm. but I would have to imagine seven in the first half of the season. If it's not a record for the club, it's got to be pretty close. And the first one came on April the 10th against the Milwaukee Brewers. It results in a 5-3 Cardinals victory. Matt Carpenter, a home run to right field off J.J. Hoover. Nobody out, bottom 11. Paul DeYoung aboard. This is how it sounded on the Cardinals radio network. Mike Shannon on the call. Here's the pitch to a carpenter. Ring and a home run. Good night, folks. The Redbirds win this one on a two-run home run by Matt Carpenter. And they are running out of the dugout to meet him at home play. And the score is DeYoung. And the score is Carpenter if he uh, can get by his teammates. Oh, he jumps on home plate. The Cardinals win it on a walk-off home run here in the bottom of the 11. Back with the totals for you next. 
Boy, who knows how uh, how big that could end up being based on how this race is going so far if the Cardinals put together a couple of wins. And again, as we speak about this, uh, they've just taken two or three from Arizona. They're headed to San Francisco. By the time that you listen, you'll know how that series goes. In September, if it's close, I mean, that could be a game we look back at against Milwaukee and say, boy, Matt Carpenter, when he wasn't clicking quite yet, what a big, important swing that was. Yeah, that was my biggest storyline from that one, Brett, was the fact that Matt Carpenter at that point of the season, now granted you were, what, five, six, maybe seven games into the season, Matt Carpenter wasn't hitting. He was being moved around from the three-hole to the number one spot to the number two hole. I think he even dropped to the six-hole at one point. And you were really trying to figure out how to get Matt Carpenter back. And that swing right there, you really felt like set the pace for what the season was going to be like. Because you just came off of a loss against Milwaukee. You just came off of losing the series previous to that one. And you really were expecting a little more offense. And right there, late in the game with Matt Carpenter, you heard Mike Shannon's call. It was gone when it left the bat. That was the excitement level that you found with this Cardinals team. And you felt like Matt Carpenter was the energy boost that they needed. Yeah, and that's uh, one thing I kind of took as I was putting these cuts together, this audio today. I really thought, man, you know, again, for some of the adversity that there has been in the first half, and a lot of that's been out of the club's control. I think there's been injuries and some other things. But this team really does not quit, and Mm -hmm. and they've come back in seven different games. And you think about if, if they didn't dig down and find it within themselves to take these seven games in the fashion that they did, it's just a whole different situation maybe in the second half than we are looking at right now. At the break, still some work to do. But, I mean, there's like you said, they, they went out there and they stole a game. They kind of uh, showed a big moment early in the season. I think that there's, there's something about that, having a little bit of a signature moment maybe in the month of April. Well, and you're going to hear me say it a couple of times, and you're probably going to say it as well, Brett. This team doesn't have an, uh, any die in them. There's fight nonstop. And Mike Matheny said it a couple of times after these games. And look, you look through these and a lot of these are one run walk off victories, but there's a couple of them that they fought their way back multiple runs. And yes, it was off Milwaukee early portion of the season, but let's not forget where Milwaukee's bullpen stands right now in Major League Baseball. One of the best bullpens that shut down and the Cardinals found a way to beat Milwaukee, and that was the most important takeaway in that game for me. That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about it that way. 16 days later, we get another one of these things. They almost seem to come in bunches. <laughs> They're going to come in bunches uh, way quicker even as we move down the countdown. It's a 4-3 Cardinal victory April the 26th against the New York Mets. Again, this is Mike Shannon on the call, a uh, day game, and Dexter Fowler, just a nice little base knock to right field to win it for the Redbirds. The pitch. Swing and a base hit into right field. Here comes the runner around third. They're going to try to score on the throw. He is safe. And the Cardinals win it on a walk-off base hit by Dexter Fowler. 4-3. And they take the series two out of three. They are bombing. And they are mauling the Cardinal uh, switch hitter Fowler. <laughs> He's trying to get away. And in the score is Martinez in the bottom of the 13th. The Redbirds win. We'll have more for you in the totals next. He just dodged the ice bucket there at the end. Jose Martinez scored. That's the one where he kind of laid on his back in front of Paul DeYoung. Bottom of the 13th inning. Martinez had worked a walk. Ozuna had singled. Then Fowler, of course, singled, as you just heard. And then all came off of... uh, Paul Seawald, so not a good day for Paul, but a good day for the Cardinals and a good day for Dexter Fowler. Two walk-offs for him in this countdown. 
that was just a, a nice, easy piece of hitting. Just pulled it right up into into shallow right field. Dexter kind of has shown this year, and again, I know that there have been um, some frustrations with him uh, among the fan base, but but there have been uh, some big moments when it really counted late in games for him. There really have, Brett, and uh, I, I don't want to dig into Dexter Fowler and everything that's going on with him right now, but one thing's for sure, he has had a very tough season this year, but he has mattered to this team at different points this season, and you just heard it right there. That was against the Mets, and at that point of the season, the Mets were one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball. The Cardinals were 14-7 and at that point of the season, and that was the end of April, which, yes, that's early part of the season, but you're just trying to figure things out. And look, a little bloop like that can change a lot, and it says a lot about what the Cardinals' offense was doing at that time. I mean, a 4-3 final score, the offense wasn't prolific. They weren't the Boston Red Sox crushing balls left and right. But that was the type of baseball that was winning games for him. A walk, a single, and then a single, nice base running, and the Cardinals find a way to win that game. I'll say this, too. When games get into the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th as the home team, I think that when you lose a game like that, and this is ju- just me, again, you know, a guy who's never played the game <laughs> at any kind, of, <laughs> any kind of high level, but, but for me, if you lose that game as the home team, I think it's uh, it's not like it's debilitating, but it's a little more crushing than if you're the road team and you walk out and say, all right, well, we just didn't steal one. Yeah. As the home team, when you win, like we just heard right there, I think that's a big shot in the arm, and it really can kind of be super detrimental when you don't come away with the win. Yeah, look, the home run, the walk-off home runs always look great when it comes to the replays, and it sounds great if you're at the game. But those little walk-off winners with the singles and the correct base running – those are the one that I feel like means more to those players. I remember being in the locker room after that one. The smile on Jose Martinez's face, the smile on Dexter Fowler's face, you could tell that they were having fun with that game. And let's not also forget, Brett, this is the second one that we're talking about. The Met, the Milwaukee Brewers one was against a very good bullpen. The Cardinals tied this game against the Mets in the 10th off of Juris Familia. That's another closer that is a very good closer in Major League Baseball. So that's two games that the Cardinals are finding ways to get on top of pitching, and it's late in games. I'm not going to say it there. I'll probably say it in just a bit, but this Cardinals team knew how to come back. All right, I'm excited. This has been good stuff so far. Let's move on to number three. It's a 3-2 to two Cardinals victory on May the 1st. This is a big stretch here. It's going to be three walk-offs in six days. Probably three of the most exciting days of the season to this point. It's the series opener against the Chicago White Sox, as I said, on May the 1st. Yadier Molina just absolutely roped one on a one-hop off of the left field wall. Marcelo Zuna scored from second. It's the bottom of the ninth. Matt Carpenter, by the way, had let off the inning with a home run. Eventually, Ozuna doubled to get on, and then Yadi hits this ball on one hop off of the left field wall. Again, we go to the moon man, Mike Shannon. Here's what it sounded like on X and the Cardinal Radio Network. So he's at the plate with an 0-1 count. The winning run at second base, one out here in the bottom of the ninth, and the uh, fastball, smoking line shot into left field. Cardinals win it on Molina's blast. Uh, base hit into left field, into score soon, and the Cardinals win this one in the bottom of the ninth. A walk-off base hit by Yadier Molina, and he's mobbed down at second base. Redbirds uh, win it. In the bottom of the ninth, a home run, a double, and an RBI single by Yadier Molina. The Redbirds are happy campers. We'll have more for you after this.
Well, there you go. I mean, that that's a great moment. Anytime that Yadier Molina is involved, it's going to be a great moment. And the thing that jumps out to me from that is just this. I think that Cardinal fans are so knowledgeable that they realize, but I hope that everyone nationally looks at Yadier Molina and realizes what he is doing this year offensively and that he just essentially, not that he was ever a deficient hitter in my opinion, but he has just gotten better Mm -hmm. and better to the point where the bat and the glove are in tandem just making him, in what my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people around here's opinion would be that he's a Hall of Fame player someday. So the home runs stand out. He socked 14 of them as I speak right now. He could have a couple more by the time (laughs) that you listen to this in a couple of days. But Yadier Molina is having a great year with the bat, and that was probably the first of several really great moments here in 2018 for four. Hard to believe that he is not at the top of the ballot when it comes to All-Stars this And he missed season. a month. 14 homers, he leads all NL yes. catchers, and he missed a month. And this was the series before he was hurt, because he got hurt against the Chicago Cubs. And when you look at the numbers at that point of the season, Brett, 14 RBIs, or 17 RBIs, I believe, he was hitting 269 with a slugging percentage of almost over 700. I mean, this guy was getting on base. Defensively, you know what he is capable of. And the fact that people don't talk about this more, of what he is in that clubhouse... I think means more to this team than what he does on the field because he is just kind of the engine that keeps things going in there. He may be silent, but he keeps things going. It's so confusing as to why Yadier Molina is not considered an all-star at this point, but even more so, Brett, when you talk about his numbers up to this point of the season, kind of should be in the MVP candidacy talk. Now, look, I know his numbers don't reflect what Paul Goldschmidt has done or some of the other big names in the National League, but... Yadier Molina not only is an MVP on the field, but he is the most valuable player when it comes to this Cardinals team, and a lot of focus will be on his play as you continue through the season, whatever the Cardinals do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, He definitely has been important to the Cardinals to this point this year, and uh, again, we're recording on July the 5th, so maybe by the time you're listening, he did get into the All-Star game. I hope that that is the case, but as we speak right now, he was uh, currently trailing at last check. On to the fourth walk-off of the season, an 8-6 Cardinals victory on May the 6th, the second of these three in six games. It is May the 5th against the Chicago Cubs. Colton Wong just sneaks one out right field in the bottom of the 10th off of Luke Farrell. Here's what it sounded like. Danny Mack with the call on Fox Sports Midwest. The 1-1. Wong, a drive down the right field line. Is it fair? Gone! Two-run homer. Wong walks it off. They tied it in the bottom of the ninth. They win it in the tenth. Dan is just the man, absolutely. By the way, Ozuna had doubled to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth. They won in the tenth. That was the game where Colton flipped the bat really excitedly, and I think uh, made some post-game on-field comments about how there was a lot of blue in the stands and he was happy that those folks were not leaving happy. Uh, We'll just leave it kind of at that. I think that that was the comment. But the rivalry really was in full swing for this walk-off. Yeah, it was, Brett. And I mean, at this point, there were only two games played between these two teams because the other two were rained out up in Wrigley. So this was the first home series for the Cardinals against uh, the Cubs. And so much went into this game before this walk-off home run. I mean, this was the game that... Luke Weaver was pulled after four innings. He gave up four earned runs. You had Yadier Molina injured. You had Tommy Pham injured. But Norris was unavailable. So you're already starting with three injuries there. You had to go through the bullpen. 
And that was a big decision for Mike Matheny there, to not pinch hit Brian Pena earlier in the game for Colton Wong, to keep Colton in the game. And the Cardinals found a way to tie it against Morrow, the closer for the Cubs, who was at that point unhittable in the National League. I mean, he had won every save opportunity that he had. And the Cardinals found a way to fight, get him off the mound, which brought Colton Wong up into that situation with the walk-off. So you hear the walk-off and you think, boy, that's great. What a walk-off winner. But there's more that goes into that one. The fact that you had all the injuries you did, the fact that you found a way to fight back into this one off of a very good closer in the Chicago Cubs says an awful lot about winning this game against the Cubs and also solidifying your series victory at that point. It was a fun one on May the 5th, but the next night was also fun on May the 6th, again against the Chicago Cubs, this time a 4-3 walk-off win. It's Dexter Fowler doing the dirty work, a two-run homer into the right field camera well in the bottom of the 14th. It had been rainy. It was Sunday night baseball. When those two things collide, it's kind of a weird rhythm. Here's what it sounded like. It's John Rooney with the call on the St. Louis Cardinals Baseball Network. Farrell is ready for his 16th pitch in the 14th. Here it is. Fowler swings and hits a drive right field. It is back to the wall, and it is gone! It's gone! Over the wall and right for a two-run game-winning homer. A homer for Dexter Fowler to beat his old club, and the Cardinals have swept the Cubs winning in 14 innings, 4-3. Wow, wow, that's something, isn't it? What's funny is after the walk-off against the White Sox that day game uh, a couple of days earlier, I remember the scrum in the clubhouse after that game, and someone had asked Dexter, you know, what do you think of the next series? Are you excited? And he said, we just want to sweep Chicago, period. And they did. Five games. That home run right there broke an 0 for 11 for Dexter. He and Colton Wong both with two big moments out of these seven. Um, you know, I think that we've we've spoken about it a, a little bit, but it just, again, speaks to the fact that this team really hasn't quit. And we'll see in September if you're dancing around two or three games, St. Louis and Chicago, it might be really interesting yeah. to see how both sides view this series that happened in St. Louis in May. I have said it for such a long time. I want to see a wild card one-game play-in of the Chicago Cubs against the St. Louis Cardinals. And you said that right there, Brett, about this team not having quit in them. Matt Carpenter said it after this game. I'll never forget it. He looked at us and he said, I've said it numerous times this season, guys. We do not quit in games. And the Cardinals didn't there. That one was so fun for me because... Javier Baez took the lead in the top of the 14th, and that's 14 innings there of back and forth, back and forth, shutout. You're waiting for somebody to take the lead. and Don't get too excited yeah, there. Sorry, I got really excited there. The <laughs> Spiked phone, the phone. The phone dropped. But, <laughs> no, you're back and forth in those extra innings, and you feel like when one run happens, game over. There's the momentum. The Cardinals found a way to come back. And the other thing that you don't forget about this one, Brett, this was Harrison Bader filling in for Tommy Pham in this game. He got on before Dexter Fowler, and he beat out an infield single. He beat out an infield single with his speed, put himself on the base paths, and then let Dexter Fowler do his magic. And I think that was verbatim of what Bader told us afterwards. Got on, handed the baton, and Dex did his work. All right, so it's at the end of the month that we come to our next walk-off, the sixth in this countdown. It's May the 31st, Pittsburgh in St. Louis. And again, 
These things are about to come in bunches. It's a 10-8 Cardinal win this time. Jairo Munoz, his second stint with the club after breaking spring and starting opening day, sent back down, came back up, and he did this, a two-run homer to straight away center field. Dan McLaughlin on the call on Fox Sports Midwest. Munoz with a drive into center. It's at the wall. Walk it off. A remarkable comeback for the Cardinals. They win it. Unbelievable. That one will put a smile on your face right there. That's what that'll do. Jairo Munoz hits the two-run shot. Luke Voigt had a two-run single in the previous at-bat, so it's a five-run inning for the Cardinals. So Jairo actually a three-run homer, I believe, there. I've put down yeah. two. I'm sliding the man in RBI, <laughs> but a five-run inning for the Cardinals. And it was just the excitement of his teammates, mm-hmm. I think, for this young guy. Gets this big moment. Seems like a really good kid. And not that you aren't excited for your teammates, and a walk-off is always big stuff, mm-hmm. but you could legitimately tell that the smiles were maybe just a little bit bigger to see Gyro have that moment. Yeah, I remember hearing from three or four guys in that clubhouse after that victory, Luke Voigt being one of those, talking about Gyro Munoz doing all of the work there. But none other will stick out to me than Jose Martinez putting the mic in front of him and hearing him say how excited he was for him. I mean, you could see the smile on Jose Martinez's face, and he kept looking over his shoulder at Gyro, whose locker was right there, and he called him Poppy like four times. I'll never forget that when he called him that, but he was just so ecstatic for a guy, and he said, you don't understand how much he works day in and day out to be on the field for this team, kind of like what Jose Martinez has gone through, being in the minors for so long and getting that shot. Now, Gyro hasn't been down there that long, but still, to be able to be up in that big of a situation, filling in for a Paul DeYoung, really just focusing on helping this team defensively, but putting his bat to good use in that situation. And, Brett, that was the only the third time that the Cardinals beat the Pirates at this point of the season. Pirates were very good at that point. That, to me, out of all seven of these walk-off winners, was the biggest walk-off for this Cardinals team. Five runs in one inning shows you what this Cardinals offense is capable of. Well, they wouldn't have to wait long to get the fourth victory against the Pirates. It came just a couple of days later, June the 2nd, the third game in this series. It's a 3-2 Cardinal win, a day game. Colton Wong, a home run to right field off Richard Rodriguez, first hitter in the bottom of the ninth. Second Wong home run in this countdown, and in fact his second walk-off home run uh, of the year, and I think maybe only just a handful of home runs for him, and the majority have been Mm -hmm. walk-offs here in 2018. Again, Danny Mack on the call. Take a listen. Here's a 1-1. Wong out to right. He may have done it. It is gone. Walk it off. What a way to cap off. The 1,000th game regular season in Bush Stadium history. A walk-off from Colton Wong. We've got 1,000 games at this ballpark in regular season play, and we've also got 10,000 wins, which is unrelated to what we're talking about today. But kind of an interesting side note as Colton Wong, again, electrifies a Bush Stadium crowd That guy does it right. He gets really excited after those walk-off homers. And that was the last one to this point. So I'd say that the Cardinals are due here. I think that there's probably more coming. But, that boy, just seven moments where you go, 
if this is what this team is capable of, and to do this seven times, that's not easy. And I know it's one of those things you can't really quantify, and that doesn't always fit nicely in the the box we like to put the game in today. And I'm mm-hmm. not being critical of that. I'm just saying, you know, it's we like to quantify things, and it's hard to kind of quantify heart and hustle and the intangible. But I think those seven moments, if this season goes the way we all hope it does and the Cardinals end up in the playoffs, I think those are seven really important moments. You're less than ten games as we speak out of first place in the Central Division, and if it wasn't for these seven games, you could be looking at almost 20 games out of first place in the Central Division. That says a lot about what these seven games mean to this ball club. And, you know, I said it at the beginning, and I said I was at least going to say it one more time, but it's that quit in this team that's just not present. Mike Matheny said after this game that it's the belief that we've been here before. And that really stuck out to me because, okay, yeah, we've been here before. Maybe some teams have had a walk-off winner here and there, and it doesn't really matter. Seven times in a season. But it's the belief that if we're down by two runs, if we're down by three runs, heck, if we're down by five runs like we just talked about, you get a guy on base, as Mike Shannon and John Rooney like to say, you move the runner over. And that's what they did. And it's the belief that if you get that one player at the plate that can change the outcome of the game – you do that. And look, Colton Wong has done it before. He did it again, just like Dexter Fowler did it, just like Yadier Molina did it, and so on and so forth. That's a great point. And, I mean, you look at the – some of it, it's just a guy coming up and hitting a bomb in mm-hmm. a couple situations. Nothing against that. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love those too. But I think that, that you're right and you're on to something, that maybe it's what precedes it that mm-hmm. is just as important. Guys doubling, yep. people moving up, you know, smart heads up, base running. And again, there's been some adversity this year, but you think about this team seven different times essentially has shown that it can do the things that lead up to the big moment and getting the big yep. hit. And if that ever, those rhythms ever kind of figure themselves out and become regular. And they will. I wouldn't want to be the rest no. of the National League. <laughs> no, look at this lineup. and we've The media has talked about it in the offseason, and it's just a matter of getting guys to click. And look, baseball, as it's said many times, is a very long season. It's a grind. You're never all going to be clicking on the same page. But if you start to, that's when things become dangerous. And the, to the point that you just made, Brett, go back through these. The Gyro Munoz walk-off home run. Well, that started because of Luke Voigt's two-run single. As I mentioned with the Dexter Fowler walk-off, Harrison Bader beating out an infield single. You had Colt Wong after Ozuna had doubled. You can go back and forth of every one of these walk-off winners. It's all about that momentum. When one person starts it, the rest of the guys follow, and it's they've done it before, they've been here before, they know how to play in those situations, and that makes a dangerous team. Hopefully many more walk-offs to come in the second half, and hopefully... My anxiety, I don't know, can handle it, but you know what? Just take it, and we'll enjoy it. Long days for Alex at the ballpark on the weekend. Those post-games are so much more fun, though, with these walk-offs, considering when it's a potential walk-off winner, and then it falls apart at the last few outs. That's kind of how I always think. If you can be in the hallway outside mm-hmm. the clubhouse, there's a, a corridor, the lobby, and then the clubhouse, and you, if you can hear the music mm-hmm. from the hallway outside the lobby... You yeah. know it's it's been. You know you're going to get some work done tonight. <laughs> hey, want to remind you that as exciting as walk-offs are, uh, some of these giveaways are almost oh, yeah. equally exciting. At least in my household, I think that that's how they're viewed. <laughs> Mine uh, too. There've been some big-time giveaways this year, and there's another big one. I know folks are excited for Sunday, July the 15th. Thirty thousand fans, 16 and older, taking home a baseball stitch print Cardinals tote bag. And all kids 15 and younger entering with a ticket take home a Fred Bird hooded towel that's presented by the Pasta House Company. Get your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. I know that the tote bag is going to be one of the bigger items this season. If you haven't seen it yet, jump on cardinals.com slash promotions. I mean, it's an awesome, awesome item. 
you're going to want to be there. We appreciate you being part of the show and just kind of chilling out with us, talking about walk-off winners. We're going to reflect back on the first half of the year next week with John Mosaylock. He's going to join the show and just kind of give us the state of where some different players are and some of the, uh, the different trends that we've seen unfold in the first half. So you'll want to be with us next Tuesday. That is July the 17th. John Mosaylock is our guest. Cardinals.com slash podcast and iTunes is where you can check us out. And I love when you drop me an email, podcast with an S at cardinals.com. If you got somebody you want to hear in the second half, we've still got, mm, I don't know, 12, 13 episodes left to go before the baseball season wraps. So if you've got somebody you haven't heard and you'd like to hear from them, I would love to hear from you. Podcast with an S at cardinals.com. Alex, buddy, this has been fun. I've enjoyed this. Brett, it is always a pleasure, man, to be on the uh, the podcast with you, and I love getting to talk to our listeners. We'll do it again soon. We're going to find a reason. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brett McMillan. This is the Cardinals Insider Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.